The schedule, the job, the kids. Take some time just for you. It's Sunday mornings with D. Daniels on B101.5, powered by Mary Washington Healthcare, one of DC's best hospitals that isn't in DC. It's in Fredericksburg, Mary Washington Hospital. Here for you. And now, D. Daniels. Good Sunday morning and welcome to the show, the show that is all about you and your life and your world. And every single Sunday, we are here talking about really, really fantastic things on a normal basis. But during this crisis, during this pandemic, we've been talking about the local impact of the coronavirus here in the area. Ted Schubel is here once again. And should we say Happy Mother's Day? We should say Happy Mother's Day. Yes. Happy Mother's Day. I know it doesn't feel like it in a lot of ways for a lot of people, and you may be uh, distant from your mom or yep. grandma or whatever the case may be. I've had some of that in my family, too, and that's just what you have to do right now. But hopefully you've uh, at least been able to virtually mm-hmm. uh, be with mom in some way. So Happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Well, once again, we're talking, uh, starting things off talking a little bit about where we are in Virginia with the coronavirus, Ted, and I feel like there's been a lot of change over the last couple of weeks a lot of people saying you know what's the governor going to do where are we going to open up now we're looking at this friday so there's a lot of uh, new things on the horizon i think as far as what's shut down and the restrictions that we've had here it looks like on friday we'll go to to phase one which really isn't going to change a lot because it still will keep that you know the number 10 is is still there but what it will do is instead of shelter in place through june 10th the phrase moves to safer at home so new phrasing new phrasing lots of people are confused yes. and, and i think as the week goes on some things will be will, will come out more um but yeah it, it some places will open. Some, I think, are going to choose to stay closed just because 10 doesn't make sense right. financially maybe yet to open. But we'll see. It's, you know, I think psychologically it's a, it's a, it's a big move. Uh, and, and everybody is, is now starting to open up. So as, as we talk today, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some numbers not being where we want them. But, yeah, it's, uh, this, this is going to be an interesting week because I think some of those phrases and, and some terms out there are going to be more defined and uh, we, we move on. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a change. And, and uh, the phrasing that I've heard has been relaxed restrictions. Mm-hmm. That's been uh, some of the phrasing, which makes sense. Um, a lot of people given the governor a hard time about not going quick enough. Um, and then you see that Northern Virginia is still a very, very big hot spot. Yeah. Um, Alexandria, uh, they've they, a lot, a lot of new numbers there. Um, so I feel like, you know, even though we're relaxing, we couldn't do it really statewide. I mean, there, you know, there might be some restrictions that might have to stay in place in Northern Virginia. That. And, and that has just come out in the last day or so that that be because early last week, the governor said, no, we're doing this statewide to do it by region gets too confusing. But now he's kind of his staff has kind of relented and said, has said, yes, maybe Northern Virginia and the Eastern Shore might keep uh, some things in place where, where, where other parts of the state won't so yeah northern virginia is uh is 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 a hot spot hampton roads is the eastern shore is so yeah i i think it's going to be but there there are some 
there are some business concerns too, uh, as we, we've talked about before about the the situation in Bristol and Northern Virginia for that matter, right. because Maryland is is moving kind of in a different direction and I, faster than we are, faster than we are. Right. And so that puts some Northern Virginia businesses. Did you see uh, one of the things that I thought was funny this week is the mayor of D.C. has told D.C. residents, "Don't go to Virginia." <laughs> Maryland (laughs) it's not safe there don't go I mean the hope was that we would be able to sort of do this as a package try you know area yeah you you thought that might but it it no I don't think that's going to work because Mm -mm. of the numbers and the hot spots unfortunately but as you mentioned the businesses and and we'll talk a little bit more about this uh, as the show goes along but I have talked to some of our uh, small business owners in the area uh, with our local business spotlight and they have said even when the restrictions start to lift they probably will not open full time they will probably still have mm-hmm. a restricted or still do just carry out for a short time and like you said it just might not make sense for a restaurant or whatever the business might be to try to have 10 or less inside and you know what d the other thing is you know we talk about how states are kind of feeling the pressure i would think too that some businesses may go into this and say well we're not going to but then all of a sudden you look across the street or you look next door and they're open and they're they're having people go through that that may also affect this so and we may see the numbers change uh, a bit after that i mean it, i sure think we it's will. realistic to say we're going to see a bit of a spike when things reopen and more mm-hmm. people go out i think that's just kind of common sense as to how this will go let's talk a little bit about uh the numbers as far as hospitals go as far as the ppe that we have continuously heard about do you still hear that we are able the hospitals in the area in the fredericksburg region able to have the capacity capacity to handle the people coming in and they still have availability to the equipment that they need even with the numbers going up yes i have heard that the ppe is is okay and that there are no hospitals here or anywhere in the state that are impacted uh, or, or, or have been stressed even close to it through this whole thing so that has worked you know the things things we have done has worked we uh, dr donald stern the acting director of the the rappanic area health district a couple weeks ago told us don't pay attention necessarily to numbers the, the numbers of people who are are found to have tested positive it's the hospital number that however he tells us is starting to go up, and that has him concerned. The hospital number, if you if, if you followed it, uh, has been going up uh, every couple of days. It goes up a couple of, of people. So right. the hospital number is going up. This concerns me. So uh, no offense, Ted, but you make me sick. <laughs> Stay home. Folks who are ill, our major, I think the major contributor to this is that people are getting infected, uh, of course, much of that may be asymptomatic disease, and I'll, I'll give those folks some grace. But those who are ill should not be going to work, should not be associating with other folks, should not be going to visit grandmother. They need to stay home. The problem with that is uh, it can start out in a very subtle fashion, as we've talked about before. You know, this dry cough that some people assume is just their allergies kicking in or uh, maybe a mild cold. Well, I ask people to use their what I call reasonable practicality. Think about it. So if you think it's your allergies, what are the other symptoms you usually have with your allergies? Uh, 
red and itchy eyes, maybe, uh, <clears throat> a little runny nose, maybe. Uh, you know, this, this could start out very, uh, COVID-19 can start out as a very subtle dry cough, and that's it, without the other um, uh, symptoms associated with allergies. So if, you're, if you get these, you know, these early signs and symptoms of COVID-19, stay home. You're making me sick. Our major concern has to do with those who are going to ha- suffer uh, more substantial illness um, and the more severe or critical form of COVID-19 disease. Uh, so we're talking again about the, the elderly, those who are over 50, 60 years of age, uh, and particularly with some form of underlying medical condition, uh, those folks are at higher risk for suffering a severe form of this illness. And exactly why that happens hasn't been figured out yet. I mean, why does this virus seem to injure those folks more than others? Uh, you know, it, it's similar to the flu. The flu does something very similar. It, it seems to impact elderly and those with underlying disease more so. And it has to do with the function and the responsiveness of our immune system. I thought that was interesting because, you know, you do have people say, I've got allergies. Right. And there is a difference between allergies and coronavirus. And there's a difference between coronavirus and the flu. And mm-hmm. sifting through those symptoms, as I coughed, by the way, while he was talking. Yeah. Um, you, you have to. Re- I know it, it, it makes you anxious and you're like, oh, what do I have? What's going on? What is this? But you do have to really sort of put all the symptoms together and see what umbrella does this fall under. And especially the cough, because he, 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 he has said that the cough you get, it's a dry cough mm-hmm. and and it's it's a cough. It's you know it's it's like you know it's not like you coughing you know right. while he's talking. Not like you it's, have something caught in your throat. Yeah, it's it's really like down deep. But you do think I I was out mowing the lawn the other day, and my throat got dry, and mm-hmm. so I start coughing. And yeah, you know, I knew what what was happening because I'm, I'm outside. There's pollen. I'm breathing that in grass. But, but we, we do all every time I cough, I generally feel my head to see. Do I have a fever? Of course. Just just to see. Well, just I mean, checking. This is why, uh, you know, one of the filters that we are having, and I, I'm assuming we'll continue to have um, at all kinds of places, including probably some businesses and, and other things, especially those who are going back to work, are the temperature checks. I that, think everywhere is going to have that. And, I, and, and anywhere you want to go, they're going to, uh, this, on, on Friday, Stafford County government offices are going to open. And everybody, if, if you go, if you go to the, if you go to do something with at, at the uh, the government center in Stafford to walk in, you're going to have your temperature checked. And and we've heard other other places uh, like Amtrak and and things of that nature where you'll mask. have to be able to wear a mask yeah. and, and do things before you can get on. And you know Costco did the the required yeah. mask. And and there will be more of these things I think coming along as the restrictions get lifted. And in the 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 uh, Amtrak mask that goes into effect tomorrow, you've got to have your own. Don't mm-hmm. uh, you know if you go up to the government center a lot of places if you don't have one they'll say oh here here we've got one for you well they're not doing that with uh with amtrak so yes uh, there, there are going to be those those little things that uh 
all part of uh, what we're dealing with right now. Now, as far as the the governor's office uh, goes, I know that there was a point where everyone there and the administration said if the numbers um, are going down and if we have a two-week decline in cases, then we'll be meeting criteria to do these phases and whatnot. Is that happening with, with the numbers going up like we're seeing? It seems... It seems it's contradictory to some people. It does. And um, I have seen things that overall they still are happy with mm-hmm. with with the trend. And if you do look at if you do look at some of these fancy graphs, but no, we're, I don't think we're going to get to the two week period. Now, once we get to phase one. Then it'll be interesting to, to get to phase two, certain things have to be met. Right. They've said it could be anywhere from two to four weeks, and we'll see. But you're, you're right. I don't know that we're living by the letter of the law if, if everything does go through on Friday. And still in the back of my mind, I keep thinking, you know, what, you know, does it get to be Wednesday? Does yeah. it get to be, does it tomorrow when he has his press conference, does he say? right. I don't like. I think we're going to extend it one more week. Right. Um, but th- when, when you know, last Monday when, when he announced that it would be this Friday, it seemed to me to be pretty certain that we are going to take this next step and then we'll see. Because then I think, you know, if it doesn't go well, then we just sit there at phase one. But I have heard people in the medical community say and and these are people these are doctors and these are you know medical people that we need to do we have to we have to start moving forward even if everything's not right just just even for people's mental health oh absolutely and for the businesses obviously businesses um, yeah you know there's a lot involved in making that decision but you're right i don't think there can be any sort of prediction after that it's gonna have to be realistically a sort of wait and see situation all right we're gonna have more about the uh local impact of the coronavirus and of course we'll be talking some about our area businesses and more with dr stern as well coming up after this break For the first 70 years of my life, I've been so very healthy, I haven't need any special doctors, just my general practitioner. At Pat's regular checkup, a lump on her jaw prompted a CT scan of her neck and chest. The lump proved to be insignificant, but the scan found a shadow on her lung. It was lung cancer. We found a shadow on my lung that was disturbing. They discovered that I had lung cancer. During a preoperative test, a problem with her aortic valve was detected, and a transcatheter aortic valve replacement was performed by doctors at Mary Washington Hospital. We did catch everything early, and we did have some of the best doctors in the world. I have fully recovered from my lung surgery, and I continue to feel blessed that the Fredericksburg community has the best medical staff ever. Mary Washington Hospital, here for you. Now back to Sunday mornings with Dee Daniels on B101.5. Good Sunday morning. Welcome back to the show. Want to thank our sponsor, Mary Washington Healthcare, for always being with us on the Sunday morning show. And goodness, this time we are certainly thanking our frontline workers, our healthcare workers. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Uh, we've been talking to a lot of the folks over at Mary Washington Healthcare, and they appreciate your kind words and your encouragement. The community uh, thanking them as much as possible, which we should continue to do. All right, so we're talking, of course, about the local 
local impact of the coronavirus and how things are a changing. Uh, we do have some things moving in Virginia. And, you know, we've got this Friday's date on our mind about mm-hmm. uh, the restrictions and how that's going to go during phase one. Uh, we've been talking, of course, about uh, local businesses and how that's going to go for area businesses. We continue to have our local business spotlight free and available to all small businesses uh, on our website. It's really easy to do. Just fill out the quick form there on the website, b1015.com keywords uh, spotlight for the local business spotlight. We've also been talking to Ted about um, some of the people more at risk during this time, including people that may be suffering from a domestic violence situation. And Empowerhouse has been one of our uh, wonderful organizations that we've been leaning on for some expert advice during this time. Calls to the Empowerhouse hotline up 30%, and that has stayed pretty steady through this whole thing. That was always the concern when this started. What if you're in this kind of a situation? All of a sudden, the abuser is always there, and you you have you have no way out. Executive Director Kathy Anderson with Empowerhouse says that the victims they just they feel trapped, and she says if you suspect you've got a friend or somebody that that you know that you suspect may be under stress a kind word can go a long long way i mean as far as people being able to weather through and be resilient people need to know that there's hope and there's always hope with domestic violence um in that so many people i mean oftentimes we've heard through the years people say why don't they just leave uh well it doesn't work exactly like that Uh, But what we do know is people do leave, um, and they also uh, find ways to um, cope and to uh, find, um, you know, an outlet. And so I think the kind word that you talked about is one of the ways that people will find hope right now. They need to know that people care about them because they're not getting that message at home from their partner they're getting the very opposite. They're getting very destructive messages, and um, those messages are intended to break them down as a human being. And so any outside interaction where they realize there is someone out there that cares about them, whether it's a family member or a friend or um, in powerhouse or um, even a stranger, um, a neighbor who lets them know, hey, I was thinking about you, um, how are you doing? Um, looking forward to when we you know, get to chat more. You know, anything that lets them know they're seen and they're cared about goes a long way. Easy to do. And just to, it's always a good reminder. Oh, it is. And it really says something that they're able to track uh, that the hotline um, interaction has gone up 30 percent. That that almost it it really shows how how um, important an organization like Empowerhouse is in our area. But it also it makes me wonder how many people are not calling or maybe do not know the hotline yeah. number or maybe do not know how to get in touch with an organization like this. It makes me wonder about that number as well. So it is just so important um, to have your eyes eyes and ears open for people around you that might that might be in need and in crisis during this time. That that hotline number is 540-373-9373, 373-9373. And you say, Empowerhouse involved, our CASA is involved a lot, uh, Mental Health America, Fredericksburg involved, just three that just pop in and there, there's all kinds of, of uh, others, others. But uh, so often we just 
are so focused on ourselves and mm-hmm. oh, I just I've got to get out. Well, and, and you're distracted, you know, with your own stuff. Yeah, so it's this, important to remember to try not to be. Yeah, and, and to just if you you may know of somebody and maybe you don't, maybe you do know that they're having problems, or maybe you suspect, or that you just think they might be lonely. Yeah, just. You know, maybe sit down, to, especially today, because with, you know, Mother's Day today, oh, lots of very people, hard. Yeah. people aren't going to, aren't, it's, movement is not as, as easy. We're not as mobile right now. So you mm-hmm. might be alone and might, might make it worse. So it's a, it is, it's a, it's a good reminder. And, and you're right. A good day, a good week, uh, to reach out. Um, holidays yeah. are always hard uh, yeah. for a lot of people. And, and especially when we're distancing, it can be very, very difficult. Um, a lot of great resources in our community, a lot of great organizations. Of course, uh, we've been uh, raising money for the Fredericksburg area food bank. That food drive continues. Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure that we mention that if you want to make a difference in helping, uh, feed people during this time right here in our area, go to our website and and donate to the virtual food drive. It's b1015.com keywords food drive. It really does make a difference and the uh, demand for food and people that are hungry and not knowing where they're going to get their next meal, that that demand continues to rise. So if you can help, go to our website for that, b1015.com keywords food drive. It's amazing too how much uh, just fantastic uh, community support and information the uh, Rappahannock Area Health District has provided during this time. We've been so lucky to have Dr. Stern as an expert on so many of our shows. Oh, he does. It, it, it is, and they are really working. You know, we we talk about the 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 tracing that they do, and you know, every day when you hear that the numbers are up thirty, you know, say you know thirty more people, those are people then that they're having to contact, and it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. State's going to hire some more people to to help uh, the t- tracing out because you're going to as, as things open up. You're going to have 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 more people. But That's encouraging to know they're going to be hiring more people. I mean, yeah. it, it is that is a hard job. It is, and it's all by phone. And and, and these are people in a lot of cases that are, are trained and do other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the health department does so many things. I mean, it might be somebody who works, you know, like with rabies, and all of a sudden this happens, right. and you're sitting down and you're you're calling and calling all day to try to you know find out you've got the patient but then who are they in contact with so right that is a huge thing and they've, they've worked and have been really involved with uh, heritage hall and king george to get that all uh in, in in working there so just just hard working but again uh the the, the real concern is the, uh, the hospital numbers always keep an eye on the hospital numbers it's been mid-20s lately it was it was it was uh, in the teens really about a week and a half ago we're now in the mid-20s the the hospital numbers are the key number to watch to see where we are as a community the question may be well that's just because uh, people are accessing testing more readily and able to determine that they they've had that they have um, COVID nineteen disease, whether asymptomatic, mild, moderate. Uh, but you know, it, it's more than just testing. We I think the disease is penetrating more into the community because if you look at the hospitalization data, that's starting to go up again, and that's pretty sensitive. That I think the hospital data. Is the most sensitive to how this disease is impacting our community. And when I start seeing people, more and more people, suffering from the severe form of this disease, that tells me the disease is penetrating more again into our community. 
boy, for you to say that, 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 that kind of stops me in my tracks because it was two weeks ago today when, when we talked and I, and, and I was very encouraged as you were looking at the numbers and you said, we're not out of the woods yet, but you can see blue sky in the horizon. Well, you said stop. This makes you stop in your tracks. I hope it makes your listeners stop in their tracks and think about, do I really need to go out and do this? Do I need to really gather or put other people at risk because I may have COVID-19? Again, a substantial amount of this disease is asymptomatic. There's an interesting study that came out of uh, California uh, done by the University of Southern California in the L.A. area. Uh, they did a random sample, uh, a, a sample of citizens in the community. I believe it was about 800 um, citizens that they selected randomly. And this wasn't volunteer, so it wasn't self-selected. It was about 800 folks who were tested for, for uh, COVID-19 using the antibody test. Now, the antibody test is a blood test that reveals uh, one's Um, internal defense system response to the presence of COVID-19, and that is our our immune system. There's a a protein that appears in the blood, which is that uh, armor, that uh, weapon against the virus uh, once one is exposed to the virus. Well, they found, I believe, uh, 4% of the population had this antibody present. So that, that study was suggesting that COVID-19 is actually present probably 25 times more than what we're finding from our positive tests. That's much higher than what I've been saying for the last uh, several weeks. Uh, I've been saying that's probably five times higher in our community because we know that 80% of the disease from prior studies, um, 80% of the disease is asymptomatic, mild to moderate disease, uh, this study showed that lots of people apparently have had COVID-19 uh, and don't even know it. Hmm. And those people can spread the disease. You can be an asymptomatic carrier of this virus. So that's why it's important for folks to put on their masks. I was impressed being, you know, I've, I'll admit I've gone out, I've had to pick up some stuff at Lowe's in the grocery store, and uh, I wear my mask everywhere I go. Uh, when I'm around people. I don't wear it in the car. I don't wear it when I go on a run. <laughs> I don't wear it when I'm by myself. Yeah. But when I'm around other people, I put on my mask. Well, I'm surprised, to, frankly, to see people in amongst groups of other people without a mask. It kind of tells me either they don't know what they're doing or they don't care about other people. Uh, you ought to put on a mask when you're around other people. Care about other people. Dr. Donald Stern, the uh, head of the uh, acting director with the uh, Rappahannock Area Health District. Great words, I mean, and good advice, no doubt about it. And as the uh, restrictions continue uh, to lift and we continue to see us uh, here in Virginia go through the different phases, uh, I would certainly like to encourage you, if you're a business especially, um, or just, you know, anyone, you can check out uh, some of the guidelines and, and suggestions for wearing masks and who should do what and having 
protective gear. Uh, uh, the city of Fredericksburg has some business suggestions and mm-hmm. advice and guidelines uh, to help you with that. Virginia Business has that as well. Uh, if you check out the, uh, the the state website, they have some great suggestions, of course, as well as the uh, Virginia Department of Health, who they their maps continue to get better uh, on that website mm-hmm. where you can scroll over each section of the state and see what's going on and keep updated there. Yeah, you see, you look at those maps and you see how it goes along the I-95 corridor. You see why Stafford has such high numbers. It's going along 64. And you do, you, you, you can you can look at it and you see really where the, the hot spots, spots are in Virginia. Yeah, you absolutely do. And of course, we'll continue to keep you updated on our Facebook page at B1015FM. We carry a lot of the uh, video press conferences that happen on our YouTube at B1015FM. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And of course, uh, big thanks to our uh, sponsor, Mary Washington Healthcare. If you have a chance, visit their website, MaryWashingtonHealthcare.com. Drop off an encouraging word for our frontline healthcare workers. They would appreciate that very much. Mary Washington Health healthcare.com and a happy mother's day to all the moms yes ted thank you so much as you said we continue your emails are always welcome if you have questions or comments about today's show or an idea for a future program email d that's d-e-e at b1015.com sunday mornings with d is powered by mary washington healthcare one of dc's best hospitals that isn't in dc it's in fredericksburg mary washington hospital here for you the thoughts comments statements and opinions of the host and guest are their own and not necessarily those of centennial broadcasting v101.5 or station management thanks for listening to sunday mornings with d daniels on v101.5